Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Wednesday morning, the 8th of November. Let's start the show. David Littleproud, leader of the National Party, and yesterday, another interest rate hike, and it is becoming almost embarrassing under this government with what is going on. Um, You know, it was a surprise to many, but it's not a surprise to the people that have been watching what has been going on for some time as cost of living now intensifies. David Littleproud, good morning. Thank you for being with us. We wasted all the time and money around uh, looking at the voice vote and all this campaigning and all this trying to sell to make ourselves feel good. But the real feel good would have been to worry about the people of Australia and Queensland and this interest rate hike, it is hit home a month and a half out from Christmas. This is the 13th in a row under a Labor government. Yeah, mate, uh, they've lost control of the books. Uh, while everyone was focused on the voice, uh, no one was focused on the economy, on the cost of living and what's being bled out of Australia's wallet. This is a triple whammy, not just in rates, but also from your power bill and also your food bill. Uh, and this is just another another cost that Australian households are going to bear, businesses are going to bear, uh, and it's all because inflation's got out of control. The RBA is having to make decisions about interest rates uh, predicated on what's driving inflation, and those drivers of inflation are invariably your energy bill, uh, which this reckless race to 82% renewables reducing supply in gas and coal means that prices go up, and that's also flowing through to your grocery bills. And so the RBA had no other other avenue other than to lift rates to try and keep inflation in check. People's discretionary spending stopped. Make no mistake, we've stopped going to Jerry Harvey and buying uh, buying TVs. It's the fixed costs that continue to go up that people can't get away from and that's continued to drive inflation. And this is all about the ideology of the government, economic ideology, rather than the practical reality of simple economic principles. Jim Chalmers wrote a 6,000-word essay on reshaping capitalism well, the principles are still pretty pretty simple. It's demand and supply. And when supply goes down, prices go up, and that's what Australians are feeling. And the ideology of this government isn't meeting the practical reality. Uh, they're spending in the wrong places. There's still a need for government spending, but they're, they're not spending in the things that are going to grow the pie, like infrastructure. We had a 90-day review of the infrastructure, $120 billion worth of infrastructure. That's now over 180 days. A, 180 days overdue uh, so in telling us what's going to be ripped away. So the government needs to spend your money wisely in increasing productivity, increasing the pie, making sure industrial relations policies are conducive for fair wages but increasing productivity. And unfortunately, their energy bills are driving up your food uh, your food bills. Uh, and this is the problem we've got at the moment is inflation's out of control, the government's lost control, and the RBA's having to act. Oh, I mean... The Queensland a Queensland mortgage now costs sixty one percent more than in repayments than it did in April twenty twenty two. That 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 doesn't lie. I mean, but it passes on to the rental crisis as well, David. Like I mean, there's just not houses there. I, I mean, I I understand what you're saying as well, but w- when's it going to stop? Like, are they just going to continue to go? Like, uh, uh, to give you some sort of idea, and I, I'm thinking about the graziers here at the moment. I'm thinking about people who are going through it. You know, in rural and regional. Queensland that that are struggling, you know, with a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, if you're living in Charleville and you're looking at a sixty one percent point eight percent higher pay, repayment, I mean thirteen hundred dollars a month more. Like, how can people? 
I don't, I don't understand how people can afford that. I just don't. Another $84 a month. I, something's got to give. And there doesn't seem to be any understanding from this Sydney-Canberra-centric um, of the Labor Party that feel good about themselves about making sure that we've got renewables and net zero and carbon neutral, like all this crap. Let's get to the facts. We are on our knees as a nation. Mate, uh, and this is the thing is people only have so much money in the, in the wallet and the RBA, uh, as much as people want to slag off at them, they're only making their, their monetary decisions predicated on the economic principles of which the government adopts. And they've got an inflation range of 2 to 3%. They're trying to bring it back towards that so that the economy doesn't overheat and then doesn't uh, go the other way in, so, in such a big pendulum swing that they have to make these decisions. This is why the government is so important that you have an economic manager that understands uh, the principles that are going to drive up uh, the productivity to drive up supply, to bring down prices, to make sure that there is competition in in our economy and making sure that we can afford to pay it. But at the moment, you know, whether, whether you've got a house mortgage or whether you've got a, a commercial loan, uh, this is money that's being ripped out of your pocket, ripped out of your business, ripped out of your home in, in being able to spend uh, and to be able to pay for things. And this is a real challenge. And the only the only thing that the government did in the last budget was pump $14 billion more back into the economy for those that are on Social Security. Those that are paying mortgages, those that are paying interest bills at the moment, uh, haven't got any concession and you can't put more money into the economy other, otherwise you actually overheat it and you drive up inflation. So this is where it's about pulling the policy levers rather than flooding money into the economy. And those policy levers are about sensible solutions. And that's why as Nats, we took some common sense down in the Canberra and we said, don't go on for this $450 million voice uh, proposition. Focus on things that are important. I asked Albanese for a national energy summit so that we can explore things like nuclear energy. Um, and, and that, and he, and he hasn't been prepared to do it. I went to his jobs and skills summit. I, I wanted to be be open and transparent, represent regional Australia at that, and went with the ideas about how you increase labour supply in the bush uh, and gave him that respect that he won't have a national energy summit about how you drive down those prices because that's not just electricity bills at home. That's actually that's actually bringing down your food bill. Food processors are paying three, sometimes four times more what they were uh, 12, 18 months ago because there's no supply. Gas, no one's drilling holes for gas. Uh, the coal-fired power stations are shutting down. We're tearing up remnant vegetation and agricultural land to put wind towers and solar panels on, plus the 28,000 kilometres of new transmission lines you're going to pay for. That's $100 billion worth of transmission lines you're going to have to pay for. So this is where every, everybody is making decisions predicated off what the government's policy are, and those decisions are driving away investment confidence, but also driving up your, uh, your bill, and the RBA then has to react. They have to react by trying to, to keep inflation in check take money out of people's wallets uh, and drive up rates uh, to try and make sure that we don't uh, we don't bugger this economy. But Labor's doing a great job at it in just 18 months. All Albanese's managed to do is divide the country and drive up everyone's cost of living. Yeah, you're dead right. Now, quickly, um, we spoke with Patrick Hutchison yesterday um, and obviously the process is – they're not making money at the moment. I was at the AMIC conference. You guys aren't convinced – if I say that politically, um, you're not convinced that, that this is all one way and you're obviously going to be releasing a statement at some point because you are concerned about the way this is heading in the cattle market. 
Yeah, mate, and I think this is a job for the ACCC. I think they've been asleep at the wheel on this one. Uh, and I'm not necessarily saying it's the processes. The pressure comes from the top, and the top is the supermarkets. Woolworths and Coles uh, control 74% of the grocery market, and they're putting pressure down through the supply chain. Now, I'm I'm not uh, challenging uh, Amic and saying that they're, that they're making big rivers of gold out of this at the moment, but somewhat is, and I suspect that's the supermarkets because when you can see the price at the checkout compared to what the cocky's getting at the farm gate, uh, someone's putting a fair bit on on the on the ticket all the way through. And you know, when when you see the grass fed job, I mean, the prices are still high. I mean, our prices have been down for some time. I get uh, some will say that you know it takes ninety days to, to to get through a contract of feeding cattle, and that takes time to, to feed through on the on the grain fed job. But the grass fed. I mean, those prices have been up for some time. We're still paying forty, fifty dollars a kilogram for grass-fed beef, uh, when effectively those prices have been down for months now. So something's not not matching, and the A Triple C need to be in there and get underneath of the bonnet of this and have a real good look, uh, because uh, I'm not saying it's the processes, but I th- I think you'll find it'll be squarely at the feet of the big supermarket sitting there uh, taking their cut and not passing on. Uh, those cuts that farmers are feeling to the consumer. Yeah, you, you did right. Quickly, the NRL, and I spoke about this last week, and I'm pleased that you picked this up. I've pulled funding for the Toowoomba Clydesdales. Now, I can understand, obviously, the Western Clydesdales are their now call, but I can understand the frustration um, that you'd have, Andrew Abdo, and obviously some of the emails that have been back and forth. It's quite scary. This is something that I'm not happy about, and I know you're very, very disappointed about like their lack of support in the rugby league world. Well, mate, this is where sports administrators get out of touch with their product and where their product comes from. Uh, they are the happy. Valandis is happy to put on the bright blue jacket, run around the White House, go and see the King and the President, uh, but he's lost. He's lost sight of the grassroots of this game, and if they're not careful and they don't invest in grassroots then what will happen is it'll end up like rugby union. They'll have no product at all and, and they'll be a failure. And so, you know, they're prepared to spend millions of dollars going to Las Vegas next year but can't spend, uh, make, continue to make the commitment of a couple of hundred-odd thousand dollars to keep the, keep the Clydesdales going. Uh, and this is where it has been a nursery ground for Australian rugby league. You know, Artie Beats and Darren Lockyer, uh, you know, Kurt Capel, from Charleville, we've got yeah. all these players that have come from our part of the world, and, and Western Queensland has been that breeding ground. And for the sports administrators that want to flit around the, the globe uh, and and forget about their grassroots, there's consequences for that. And I can tell you, there's other products running around. Soccer and AFL are more than happy to get out into Western Queensland. And if if rugby league doesn't understand uh, where their players come from, then unfortunately, I fear that it could end up like rugby union. Yeah, and that's the worry. Uh, well said. Appreciate your time this morning. Leader of the National Party, David Littleproud, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, having me. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today.